Fuck. Oh, I just sorry. Sorry, mom. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Hello, and. And welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe, your favorite podcast. I'm your favorite podcaster, Ragnar, joined in the Nordic countries by your second favorite podcaster, Gvion. Gvion, how are you feeling? I'm good. Are you sure you're number one? Uh, I think so. I th- if we think of the world as one giant simulation centered around me, then I would assume that I'm number one. But if we are in a simulation where we're all the same person, mm. then I'm number one, and you too. Oh, that's maybe better. It's very humanist, and it's very mm. inclusive, and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But Monroe will still be number three. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Monroe hardly counts as a human. He's yeah. a savage. Uh, I do, we do need to call him, though, because I have news uh, for both of you. I feel like in the interest of the podcast, we might as well include him. Are you having another dog? Getting another dog? No, unfortunately. Uh, but I have other news. So let's uh, call Monroe. Mm-hmm. What's up, folks? Hey, Monroe. We were just talking about how much we love you. Yeah. Nice. I love you guys too. Yeah. No. I have news. News. Yeah. First of all, do you say news or say do you say news? I say news. I was ne- just saying news, news there because I don't know you're on the phone. Yeah, I have like when I hear people say news, I'm not a fan. There's another word as well. I you don't say remember news. What it is, I say news. No, you don't. You're American ways. I tried to say the yeah, but I say nudes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Um, we have a new member of the Calling Monroe cast. What? Oh, is there yeah. a guest? Who? No. So uh, just before we started recording this podcast, I half in jest told uh, my friend, Livia, who has sent us a voicemail uh, and who works as a, uh, like a, uh, this is something that I should already have the word for at the tip of my brain box. Hmm. She works as like a marketing consultant that would go in the restaurant business, uh, mainly in Edinburgh, shout out. And I was like, you should be our, our media manager, et cetera. And she said, I'm in. So I have that in writing. So we officially have a new uh, agent, if you will. Welcome nice. to the team. Absolutely. <laughs> welcome to the team. It is an unpaid internship, but uh, I still expect the highest degree of professionalism. Mm-hmm. And I assume that we're going to get picked up by Spotify for a multi-million dollar deal. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So that's pretty cool. Are you guys excited for that? <laughs> Super excited. <laughs> Mel's actually starting to feel sorry for us. She, she offered to sponsor the show for like a pound just so we had a bloody sponsor. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, but I said that would, that would almost be more sad than anything else. No. Okay. Uh, first of all, don't say this sort of stuff in public. <laughs> don't make uh, and second of all, we don't need to sponsor to be cool. Like some of the some of the realest shit ever never had a sponsor you know that's did true. fucking did jesus have a sponsor 
God. Yeah. He had the the biggest sponsor of anyone, really. (laughs) That was more of like a cosign or like a, like he vouched for him. He wasn't like sponsoring Mm. him. He didn't give him cash. No. I think. I'm realizing the the slight issue with the name of the podcast because at work, uh, someone, someone was asking if I wanted to do something tonight. I was like, oh no, I've got to... I've got to re- record a, uh, record my podcast. And they're like, oh, you've got a podcast. What's it called? And then when I just say calling Monroe, it just sounds like I'm such a narcissistic <laughs> prick. Uh, which you are. Uh, Clearly. I'd, Clearly, I'd yeah. say Why I'm, else would you? I'm a low second of the pack in this group. What does that mean? That means that you're you're way out in front and then Guzion's the least narcissistic. Oh, oh you mean it like that. I Thanks, man. That makes me feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad uh, like it's really good that you say something like this very shortly after I tell you guys uh, the fact that I think I'm a bad person and that I feel bad like that's it's good to hear these sorts of things you know I I, I like I like I like hearing that I like hearing that oh (laughs) that's really cool that's really nice for me Uh, so uh, something that that Livia will hopefully do for us. Yeah, is finally take that goddamn Colin Monroe down a few pegs. <laughs> yeah, bloody Colin Monroe and his cricket. Yeah, fuck that guy. South African born, who, New Zealand international. Um, who do you, who do you think he is? Cricket's a made up game with made up rules. No, I don't. I think nobody actually understands how cricket works. I mean, what what game no. lasts three days? Exactly. Uh, that's monopoly. just because they, nobody there understands the rules, so they're on it, the pitch for three days just arguing it over it. Quit Quidditch. Does Quidditch last three days? Like, Quidditch lasts for years. Amount of time. It can so take Quidditch years. Is, Quidditch is a, a terribly designed sport, but mm-hmm. I guess J.K. Rowling doesn't like sport. She's like an outspoken non-sport fan or some bullshit. Uh, but Quidditch is so badly designed, it lasts forever until someone like gets this golden snitch, which pretty much decides the game. So there's like a totally irrelevant thing happening in the background, and then Harry Potter gets to be a star to grab the golden snitch, and that's all that really matters in the entire game. Mm-hmm. I thought you could win Quidditch by just getting a certain number of points, and grabbing the golden snitch just got you by default those number of points. So you could either win by grabbing the golden snitch no, or by getting no, no. points. Are you sure? I thought it no, was like how Monroe said. No, no, no. It's I'm 100% sure. So you get like a number of points for, for scoring goals. Yeah. But the, the golden snitch is worth like a certain number of points. Uh, how many points? Uh. So the game never ends until someone catches the golden snitch. It Yeah, so you get 150 points for the golden snitch. So you have to be 15 goals ahead. No, so if you are 16 goals behind and you decide to still catch the golden snitch like an idiot, then you lose and you've ended the game. Mm. But in like any other circumstance, you just catch the golden snitch and you win, so it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, so if you catch so you can lose so you can catch the snitch and lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you're an idiot, can you imagine doing that just being I think it happens once in the book like someone does it and doesn't realize. Oh really? But like that's when you get sold, you know, if you're on a pro team. Not even you just get like you just terminate the contract and so <laughs> fuck off. Uh speaking of Colin Monroe though, what's interesting is now if, so the the bane of our existence was the fact that if you googled calling Monroe uh, Google was like, did you mean Colin Monroe? Mm. And I did a little bit of, of digging just before the podcast. Uh, and if you Google us, at least where I am on my Google, Google Colin Monroe, you get Colin Monroe. Nice. Yeah. That's a big win for us. Absolutely. Let me check out DuckDuckGo. Yeah. And I checked out startpage.com, which is like a supposed to be a non, 
um, like personalized and like a private Google search. And if I do it there, then the top three results are us. Top then number four is fucking Colin Monroe. There's a picture of him on the right and like a link to his Wikipedia. Yeah, we've made it to DuckDuckGo as well. <sighs> what do you mean? Nice. If you go to Google and do not write Colin Monroe, but something similar, no one. <laughs> no, but that's also a good, that's a good thing to check. I haven't checked that. So if I, if I search falling Monroe, Mm. Well, we're not very lucky then. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well, less nothing about that. That's something that Livia can fix. Nice. Yeah. Big up Livia. <laughs> uh, I also got some feedback from last week's show, which is that one of my mates was listening to the podcast on his phone mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then on his work laptop got an advert popped up for one of those spinning tops that made from humanitanium or whatever it was humanium humanium mm. really yeah interesting they are mar- like they market pretty heavily i think online so it may have been a coincidence mm. but maybe not but maybe not we should reach out livia can you uh reach out to forever spin <laughs> everything that's great uh livia please <laughs> livia <laughs> yeah Liv- <laughs> and she can start editing the podcast as well <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Livia, cut this, please. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we also have man. This and this whole podcast can just be like a meta podcast. We can just talk about our own podcast. We have a uh, we have some results in from our poll. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. So for those of you who are uninitiated, what we did is we polled the human population and we said, boys and girls, what would you like? Grillon's dog to be called because Grillon, you want to get a dog or you're planning on getting a dog? Yes. Have you given it any thought, first of all, what you want to name your dog? No. Not at all. Okay. No. So we have we have a certain number of uh, suggestions here. Mm. 50 cent, because then you can mm. be 50 cent and G unit, oh. which is pretty cool. Like, that's not bad. Mm. Nice. Um, let's see. My, my cousin, Michael, says simple minority in honor of his favorite voting system from our podcast. Ah, oh, yes, what's up? Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah. What? Where you have to, like, where uh, if we're making a decision that affects the podcast, it's determined by simple minority. So, like, oh, yeah. as long as <laughs> yeah. two people are opposed and one is pro, then it is a go-ahead. <laughs> uh, Bryn mm. says Doggy McDog face. Uh, Bryn was actually uh, very high up on the list of, of potential futures future guests mm-hmm. uh, he has now been removed from the <laughs> list <laughs> it's a solid solid suggestion <laughs> wins every time yeah lewis says donald which i'm assuming is in honor of the god emperor himself <clears throat> no <laughs> you don't want that <laughs> uh, let's see we have we have good which would be very difficult for our foreign listeners but it goes well with my dog's name tipro and good uh-huh. we have bella if you want to go uh if you want to go Twilight, which mm-hmm. you do probably, yeah, um, we have we have from my brother Jesus Yon, which yes, our Icelandic yes, listeners <laughs> will enjoy. So, for those of you who aren't Icelandic, Guðjón means God John. Yeah, and does it? Well, yes. like that's what it. Yeah, yeah. So my brother suggested Jesus <laughs> yes, John. Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually funny because we say Jesus is sometimes meant when it's like, oh my God. Jesus John. I think that's a pretty amazing <laughs> name. <laughs> but you wanted, a, you wanted a female dog. Yes. 
Jesus Jonna. My mom said Borkhildur, which is something that she she just calls her children random names. Uh, and this is something that she calls my sister a lot. Hmm. There's a whole number of uh, of names here. This is just a few. Have any have any of them tickled you? Were there more than these? Uh, there are some, but this was like a select select number. Hmm. These sound nice. All right, all right. I mean, I'll I'll forward you the full list. Yeah, so please. You can have a browse, but <laughs> I, I think I really Jesus Jonas is pretty. Jesus Jonas is pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a good idea. It might be worth reconsidering just getting a, a male dog. <laughs> yes. Are you are you aiming for a female dog? Yes. Oh, interesting. Why? Uh, because they do not go for run looking for females. There's ah, I mean the males don't if you uh, sterilize new, them. them. Yeah, that's true. Sterilize is such a horrible word. Yeah, I guess in the context. Yeah, because I never I never remember which one is which. It's you neuter the males and spay the females, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I only said that because Grillion said neuter just now. I need to spay my bitch, uh, and then I also need to sterilize my dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, she's sick today. My dog's been sick all day. Oh, no. It's been heartbreaking. I thought she, you said uh, she was six. No, she's not, not six. Uh, I don't know. I was with I was at a friend's house yesterday with some other friends, and she was chill. She was doing well, and we walked home, and everything was fine, and then... Uh, she basically didn't sleep at all last night, and by extension, I didn't sleep because she just kept needing to go downstairs, and she just had uh, horrific diarrhea. Oh, mm. yeah. Did, did she, she get pooed chocolate? A lot. No, not that I know of, but like uh, she pooed a lot in the night and was very unhappy and felt bad. And then in the morning, I found some vomit from her that she'd thrown oh. up and like hidden it out of view. And there was an almond in it, and I don't know where the hell she got that. She must have gotten into some food at my friend's house that we, like none of us noticed. Might it have been a chocolate covered or something? Maybe I don't know. Because that's the what happens to dogs when they get chocolate. But it's a pretty small amount like, of chocolate. I mean, you, I don't know how many she ate, mm. or yeah. I don't know what she ate because she yeah she threw up and it was just as like mush, but it had a bit of almond in it. And she just yeah she's had diarrhea all day and she had, hasn't eaten and she hasn't really wanted. To drink water or anything, she's been pretty down. You being a uh, parent in this context, and then not getting any sleep by extension of your your child, brings me nicely into my controversial opinion of the week. Oh, very um, good. Which is Monroe's hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think we should do segment <laughs> segment. <laughs> is it your un- unpopular p- opinion? Yes, my unpopular. Oh, I imagine it's going to be an unpopular opinion, but I don't know how it'll go. Um, okay. But basically, it's acceptable to come into work. Like, like people accept it when you come into work and you're just tired and hanging because you've got a baby at home and it's kept you up at night. Mm-hmm. People sympathize with that. But if you were to come into work just hanging because you've just been on a bender and had a big night, mm-hmm. people would not be happy with you then and wouldn't be sympathetic with you then. But mm-hmm. both are just life choices that you've made. Like, if you have a kid, <laughs> then you know you like it, one. Is, like, one is not immediately predictable. Like, you can't predict which nights you will your baby will keep you up. But when you have a kid, you know you will turn up to work hanging because that baby will keep you up at some stage. Mm-hmm. So both are just life choices. Neither is mm-hmm. like a better life choice than the other, really. But <laughs> see, 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 the baby will potentially become a taxpayer in the future. 
<laughs> Don't start this fucking <laughs> shit again. So, if that yeah, child true. is going to live for 80 years, it would be bad if it actually doesn't live for many years. That would mm. be really expensive. We have too many people on the earth, so that's not like the like the the. There's just no argument we're having. Well, I speak as someone who wants to have kids and probably will have kids, but we just have too many people on the earth. Like like you can't argue that. I like I understand the point you're making, Gleon, and I think it's a good one. Mm. <laughs> so you're saying that the lost productivity of that day, you're saying the the lost product productivity of that day is going to be made up by your child later. Yes, as a taxpayer. And like as a value creator under the capitalist model, which is yes. true. But like, if you went on a bender, maybe you stimulated the economy more by paying for all that alcohol and partying. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a butterfly effect. Yeah, or that. But like, maybe just the fa- like the money that you put into that bar like offsets the lack of productivity the next day when you're hanging. You know what yeah. I mean? So maybe they're both fun economically speaking <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's okay. the, same, the same at the other end of work where it's like oh i've got to go because i have to pick up my kids whereas like mm. i have to go because i want to do i don't know i want to go to my karate class that's not acceptable yeah. but both mm. are just life choices that you're making but but see not true if if you have a child it, it is a for a limited time that you have to do this well if you are a slack and just go for a bender a lot that would be a <laughs> perhaps for a 10-year period we're having, a, we're having a kid that yeah, just takes while like having six a, months to smash that out. No, no, no. I, I mean, <laughs> the amount of time you have to stay awake throughout the night for no reason because the child just something. Mm. After certain age, the child will just fall asleep and stay asleep and wake up in yeah. the morning. I don't know. <laughs> they just die. They just no. fall asleep and stay <laughs> no. asleep. No, no, no. For the, the night. For, for the night. For the night. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this because, like, common sense tells us that one of them is a better use of your time than the other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Caring for your sick child versus going out drinking. But, like, maybe we should just be more accepting of the fact that sometimes people come into work unslept and feel like shit and they don't need a reason for it. You know, yeah. you should just yeah. take it as the, the ups and downs of, of being alive. But there's. <laughs> Going like this for the middle of the week when you have to work the day after is not ideal. While the kid's getting sick or having a hard night, that's a surprise. While going yeah. on a bender is well, not a surprise. But my point is it's not a surprise in that it's, it's, you can't predict when it's going to happen, but by, have, by making the choice to have a child, you know it will happen. Yeah, but it might happen on a, on a Friday. Yeah. yeah, it might. Yeah, but in the... go. Deciding to go on a Wednesday, without, like drinking, that's your decision. Something you planned. I don't know. Like if when if you if you have a kid, you know that you're going to turn up to work knackered at some point. If you have a kid, you know there's going to be times when you have to leave work early for that kid. You just like those are predictable, unpredictable events. So you're making a decision where you know you're going to turn up to work, and so that's basically the same as going out on a bender, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there's, what's that? There's like a word for this where something is like uh, predictable on a, like a, if you zoom out, like on a macro level, something's predictable, but on a micro yeah. level, it's not. Yeah. Uh, somebody write into us and tell us what that word is that I can't think of. But that's what having a child is, right? Like you can expect, you predict the sick days, but like on a macro level, but you don't know when they're coming acutely. Yeah. yeah but in this um, case, you, you're just assuming that the boss will not care. Uh, in uh, in actually, if you're like 
fall asleep in the chair and the boss says, what, why are you tired? And then say, oh, I went on a bender. Then he's going to mm. be more pissed unless you said, oh, my child had a... That's exactly my point, though. He yeah, shouldn't be. No, but it, <laughs> it is like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. So you can't just decide, no, he shouldn't care. He cares. Yeah, yeah but, but he, he shouldn't. But he wants to be... <laughs> Monroe wants to be the Gandhi like you with the parking tickets. Mm. Uh, I have I have a related thought though when it comes okay. to this stuff, and this mm. one is more um, is less absurd mm. in its sort of worldview, mm-hmm. and that's that the typical workday. Let's uh, define this like for ourselves. Given this example, the typical workday is nine to five. Okay, yeah. and those are sort of the the hours where people are sort of generally. Uh, like if you work and you work with other people, you sort of generally expect to be able to contact them on work-related business between nine and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Cool. Uh, these things can vary slightly and that's fine. Uh, anyway, so my point is this, that there are humans out there who are seen as like go-getters and this is seen as a, a good thing that will show up to work at seven and leave at three and just be like, I'm just like getting it done. And then it, that's good because they showed up early and they're like all that bullshit. Whereas if you showed up at 11 and you left at seven, you'd be seen as lazy. And like, it's a problem that you're not in in the mornings and stuff. But they're the exact same. You're both, you've both shifted your workday by two hours. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think the person who shows up at seven in the morning should be commended for showing up at seven. I think that's just like, that's not good. Like you're still like, deciding to work for two hours at like non-business hours. It should be seen as if the other one seems bad, then they're both bad. Yes or no? Yeah, no controversy there. <laughs> what? But like, this is, that's not the, the like, that's not what I've experienced. But I think that's because there is, there is a culture of um, sort of, if you get out of bed early, then you're mm. a baller. Like Mark Wahlberg, he is uh, in all his sort of videos, he's always like, oh yeah, I'm always up at like, 4 a.m. Got my first workout done by five, and then I like do this and I do my emails. But he also, I think, in another interview, I saw something where he says he also goes to bed at like 7 p.m. Yeah. So uh, he's not really he's not got any more hours in the day than anyone else, and he's just seeing less of other people because he's living his life on sociable hours. Hmm. I just googled Mark Wahlberg schedule, and uh, according to BBC, he wakes up at 2:30 in the morning. That's classic. What? <laughs> At 2.45 is his prayer time, uh, breakfast at 3.15, then he works out between 3.40 and 5.15, and then he has a post-workout meal and then a shower. So he's like showered by six, but he's at that point, he's been up for three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes to golf, uh, then he has a snack, then he has goes to a fucking cryo chamber, like, come on, man. Then another snack, then he's got family time, et cetera, et cetera. And then he goes to bed at 7.30 p.m. So, yeah, he's like, why do you need to be asleep, Mark Wahlberg, at 7.30? It's, it's, what it's, if you're trying to shoot a movie with him? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> like, no. come on, man. They need I don't it to wanna... be dark. And he's like, sorry, guys, you're going to have to shoot this scene in winter because I go to bed by 5. Like, <laughs> I guess you could, like, shoot it at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Uh, there's an interesting thing with all this sort of stuff with um, successful people where, because, you, you know, he's obviously, he's doing his cryo chamber thing. He's got this discipline. He gets up at all this time. And so then if you want to be successful, a mistake you could make would be to look at what Mark Wahlberg's schedule is and mimic that to be successful. But the issue with that is that 
he was likely doing none of this when he became successful. He was probably doing absolutely <laughs> none of this. So the mm. fact that he does all this is is a privilege because he's successful rather than anything to do with the fact that he is successful. Could it could it have come from yeah. that his children went to sleep at 7.30 and then was like, I'm going to sleep at the same time? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And then I it assume. ends up waking up too early because of that. If that is the case, then his children should learn to party. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you're going to sleep at 7.30 and you're not a literal infant, that's too early, I think. Hmm. <laughs> <Right? laughs> We've got so much to say about parenting right now as people who've got no experience yeah. of it. <laughs> when does, like, I don't actually know when a child is supposed to go to sleep. I have no like, idea. It's around, it can, it, it's pretty early. It's like 7.38. Because I would feel really weird sending my child to bed at like 7.30. Like I would, it would, yeah, but like, these they, are like... Surely they can't sleep. Now this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is, it's, it is insane, isn't it? Do they not... Is they not they've done... I mean, how, uh, I don't know how good the science is, but they've done experiments certainly where they've shown that if you start school later so that mm. kids don't have to go to bed as early and they can get up later, then they typically do better at school mm. uh, yeah. because the timetable of all is a bit off. I, yeah. I I remember going to bed at eight eight thirty when I was until I was like eight. Really, I have no recollection of my bedtime. I remember once waking up, staying awake to nine, and I felt really bad. <laughs> and I remember staying awake to ten thirty, and I was like, "It's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really have a recollection of my absolute bedtime. I just remember that. At least I think it was. It was just later than... No, I was just earlier than my sister's, which I didn't like. Oh, okay. But I was also the baby, so... <laughs> yeah. I remember one time uh, when I was like... I wasn't home alone. I was home alone, yeah. My parents were somewhere. And I remember I saw the clock uh, hit zero, 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 zero. And mm. I found that crazy. <laughs> and I think, like... Yeah, so, like, midnight was clearly very late to me. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore, <laughs> you late night owl. <clears throat> have I told? Have I talked about this on the podcast before? Where like uh, the schedule I default to? Yeah, you have. Yeah, I can't remember what it was though. It was. It's like sleeping from three to eleven is like my stand. Like if I don't have anything to do, yeah, no like commitments, then that's mm. typically what I'll default to. Fair. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think I'll have to get Livia to get me out of that habit or something. If she wants me to be more successful. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot of work to do, Livia does. Yes, she does. But I mean, if she hopes to one day land a paying job here with us at Calling Monroe, then she really should demonstrate her value. Right? <laughs> yeah. She has already promised us a feature in a, in a newspaper. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Living it up. Well, I mean, in, in I which interpreted country? what she said as a promise anyway. In which country? Uh, in the UK. Oh, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. My home. I'm assuming it'll be like the cover of what's the most read? Well, the most read thing in the UK is some bullshit. The sun. It? It's like the sun. The yeah. Sun. Shout out Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. If he tried to sponsor us, would you take his money? <laughs> I'd like to say no. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> depends it, it, how much. It depends how much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. It would all, you know, it all be about the the Picasso versus the baby. Really, you know, I'd be doing the world a greater good if I took the money. <laughs> Mm, I, I yeah, can yeah. I can take his money and give it to some charity that's against him. Him, his son. His son doesn't like him. <laughs> oh, I can give he it to his son. He has two sons, though. He has two sons. One of them likes him, and the other one doesn't. So make sure you give it to the correct one. <laughs> yes. 
Did the um, the controversy of Fatima make it across to uh, Iceland? Mm, Are you talking about my friend no. Fatima that I haven't heard from in a really long time? No, but shout out to your friend Fatima. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so there was a. Th- this is the the UK government put out a poster, and they they've mm. they've got a no whirlwind of of poop for it, and okay. it was uh, a ballet dancer sitting on a mm. chair. Mm-hmm. Tying up her her pumps, and the advert uh, said Fatima's next job could be in cyber. She just doesn't know it yet. And the UK went nuts, basically uh, getting annoyed at the UK government because they were implying that by being a ballet dancer, she wasn't doing something that was valuable, um, but she could instead reskill as a ballet dancer as a as a coder or a, a data scientist or whatever but but the thing mm-hmm. is the career aids of ballet ballet dancers isn't that long that is actually very valid point. Uh, very good point so yeah. after that they have to do something else yeah unless they're loaded yeah which they probably won't be after doing ballet you know you oh, know that true. Mats Mikkelsen yeah he's a ballet dancer nice he started that his career like- he started his career like a ballet dancer then it became an actor. This could be total bullshit, but you could convince anyone that this is true. You know, this is one of those facts that like, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying this. Like, this you're, is a you're really doubting good... me. You're doubting me. No, I'm not. But I'm saying, like, do you not do this sometimes, where you just say something that's not true? Yeah. But you see if people will believe it. Just no, it, uh, it sometimes happens that I think it's true. I did it to, to Anna recently where I was like, did you know that Pharrell is... No, I was like, isn't it weird that Pharrell is 60? And then... I mean, Pharrell like, is oh pretty God. old. I know, but he's not 60. No, he's 50 though, isn't he? Uh, let's ask Google. Uh, duck, duck, go, you mean? He is 47. 47. And he does yeah. look about... I don't know, I'd say he looks 30. He looks 18 to 35, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very broad range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, the arts versus the sciences. Oh yeah. So this is so, okay, and then so when I, I was having a chat with my mates about um, about this, and kind of the initial reaction from one of them was, "Well, the sciences are obviously more important because you know if you didn't have science, then everyone would still be dying of polio." Mm-hmm. But equally, it's easy to make a counter argument to that because if we didn't have science, we also wouldn't have climate change and nuclear weapons, and then. The kind of the the crux of the argument I thought was kind of would you rather live in a world without the sciences or would you rather live in a world without the arts? Um, and I, I I honestly don't know. I feel like I feel like even though I live in more the science side, I'd probably I'd probably pick the arts. I think. Like yeah, why 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 are these two like something counter? Yeah, I don't. I'm missing the. Words. I don't think that they are like a, a polar opposites. No, like, exactly. But I would give up science, like no hesitation, way before the arts. But then, well, I guess because the issue was that everyone was just saying that the government wasn't valuing the arts. Mm. But like, surely the point was the point of the the poster, wasn't it? Just the the fleeting nature of life and how it's unpredictable. And she's a ballet dancer now, sure, but maybe she could be doing cyber shit later on. I reckon that because, probably was the point of the poster. But because how do you mob make justice laugh? happened? And do you know how you make God laugh? How do you make God laugh? <laughs> you tell her your plans. Nice. I don't get you it. You know what I mean? Uh, who's playing? Who's playing with a can? 
You? No. Someone is making like a noise, like they're playing with a little flip flop on the. I I also hear it. I think it's my tap in the background. Mm. I'm just gonna turn it off. <laughs> Why did you have it on? <laughs> what? I'm back. Hey Monroe. Yeah. Was your tap running? Yeah. <laughs> you better go catch it. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I just made that up actually. I knew I knew oh, where you were going when you started the first word. <laughs> no, you didn't. I just Why are pirates joke. bad at the alphabet? Uh something to do with R. No, that was I've i there's another one that someone else suggests as well, which is also wrong. Because they uh. always get lost at sea. Oh, very good. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I actually learned something. Okay. Can I say something else first? No. Uh, Monroe. Yeah. I'm jealous of your heart. Why? <laughs> because it gets to be pumping inside of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've heard that one before. It's a keeper. Fuck you. No, it's you didn't. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't have a joke, but I have a something I learned. Okay. An interesting I thing. I assumed it would be that, which is why I wanted to get my joke out of the way. Okay. It. The interesting thing that I, is that if you have an acronym mm-hmm. and it starts with an R, mm-hmm. did you see what I did there? No. I put an, a, what's it called? The article? Yeah. It's an. Yeah. Not, not A. Yeah. Yeah, if the first letter is R. Yeah. Yeah. Then, okay, so you're saying if the first letter is R, you have to say an. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not with you, Guyon. So Guyon has found out that there's a difference between the sound that the letters make and the name of the letter. So like R makes the R sound, but the letter is called R. So, it's so you can't say A. You don't say A R. You say N R. You know what I mean? This is something that I, I I don't understand the rules of language at all. I never contemplate it because the only language I've ever learned has been one that I just grew up speaking natively so the idea of mm-hmm. contemplating whether you say an or a before a word is something that i've just never really yeah it, 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 it's called yeah. the in what is this called these articles this a and n the articles the, the indefinite and definite articles yeah exactly a and n are indefinite articles whatever yeah um so a couple of things first of all yeah i agree with you on this and i've noticed this uh, and that the like the the mistakes that people make that native speakers in English make are things that like they're things that don't make any sense. Like when people say "I would of" mm, yeah. instead of "would have," it doesn't make like it doesn't make any sense. Like you clearly just don't know what you, what it is that you're saying. Like you're not yeah. like you're clearly just saying some shit that you picked up because you're repeating the noises. Well, uh, <laughs> and yeah. that is how language is learned, my friend. Yeah, but it isn't though. Like you're not, <laughs> you're not thinking about the words that you're saying. You're just saying like, you know what I mean? It pisses me off these sorts of mistakes where like you clearly just don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Like you don't have an understanding of the words that are coming out of your mouth. I don't like that. I don't appreciate it. And. Uh, another, By all this, intents and purposes, that's one that people get. I yeah, they say it, like, all people, intensive purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck or etc. Should be etc. I think as well. There's a lot, yeah. of, a few of them. Uh, There's, but I mean, like you know, I'm a, you, care, I'm you a, get your point across. Who really cares? I care. Yeah, if but, people understand you, Ragnar, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Of course, it matters. 
Why? So this is a good uh, point, though. Linguistic descriptivism versus prescriptivism. Should we dive deep into that? (laughs) That sounds like a powerful Haven't you you already done this? This is not the first time we mentioned this on the podcast. (laughs) Um, And I fall somewhere in between. So if you're a a descriptivist, then you basically view language as just this. It's like uh, an ever-changing phenomenon in the role of of linguists and dictionaries and stuff are just to describe it as is, mm. uh, kind of like Merriam-Webster as a dictionary. Uh, the opposite and of the if, French view to language, then. Yeah, so if you're a prescriptivist and like Icelandic culture is very that, then you think that language has a certain set of rules and those have to be adhered to, and like that is language. Um, I fall somewhere in the middle, I think, like most people do. Mm. Um, but the point I was trying to make earlier is that these indefinite articles, A and an. Oh, mm-hmm. my voice broke. I think I'm hitting puberty finally. <laughs> nice. Um, you know the 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 snake, the adder? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The Icelandic word for this snake is what, Gudeon? I don't know. It's nadra. Nadra. Which gives you a hint as to what I'm going to say. It, in nadra. English, it used to be called the nadder. But then people got confused and thought instead of saying a natter, thought you were saying an adder, and now it's called adder. No, that's a fun little fact. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. There's a few examples like this, but uh, but now you know that, boys and girls, it's it's a natter. The only venomous animal in the UK. Really? What about my ex-wife? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's also a fun uh so in the uk you oh, also get these things called uh slow worms i don't know if you guys have get them in iceland or not are they slugs um uh no if you so if you uh look up uh duck duck go images then you'll see them and they basically they look like snakes by all intents and purposes they are snakes what do you, you say it's called what, and what do you say it's called a slow worm did you just um, hear my correction of you, by the way? What did you correct me with? It's 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 for all intents and purposes. Oh, damn it. Because it's um, for a purpose and the, for is, an intent. You need to think about what you're saying, Monroe. <laughs> is this the dick snake? No. No, it's no. Not, no, it's not a dick snake. I don't worry you on about what, what, what worm is it that looks like? One. I don't know. Is, but the interesting thing about the slow worm is not one that it's not a dick snake. Mm-hmm. Um, that is quite interesting. And the other is that it's not a snake at all. It's actually just a legless lizard, which Ooh. is basically the same thing as a snake, but a slight deviation in in its evolution. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, interesting. Exactly. There are like this type of amphibian amphibians that look like snakes. Yeah, but like at what point aren't they just fucking snakes? Then, like, come on, boys. I mean, they are. What? Huh? Like, if it if it barks like a snake and it flies like a snake, then surely it's a snake. I see what you did there. Mm. So the phenomenon that I was talking about before is called rebracketing. Mm. What's rebra- what phenomenon is this? Where a word originally derived from one source is broken down or bracketed into different sets of factors. So where a, a natter becomes an adder. Or like oh. a noodle would be an oodle. You know what Do I mean? you know the phrase, oh, that's smashing? Mm-hmm. So that is actually, I, I think at least, this is actually Gaelic lineage where it comes from 
the Gaelic term smashin, which is uh, roughly translated as like that. Oh, that's good. Um, mm. And so then, if you just say it, then smashin, smashing, and then it ended up as this. Oh, smashing. See uh, word in the English language. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. See what I'm gonna send you here. There is the dick snake I was talking about. <laughs> what is? That? It's there. It's called. It used to be Atritokoana. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, apparently, it says uh, popular folk etymology connects the term to the Irish uh, is math in something or Scottish Gaelic, similar thing. But this has been described as quote improbable. Ah, uh, really? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, man. That's all right. I love a myth bus, so I'm happy to be to be busted. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what I sent you? Uh, not the dick snake. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy correcting Monroe. Oh, Lord. I mean, I guess. But like only because it's like pink and veiny. So, yeah, it's it's a it looks like if you imagine as though you see a, you expect a snake to have skin uh, to have hair and then you shave it all. So it looks like a hairless cat, but it also <laughs> looks like a snake. That's what you end up with. Is this yeah. snake. Yeah. Oh, actually, look at the if you look at Google Images, picture number two. Yeah, yeah, like that would that would get you reported on Instagram. <laughs> uh, does anyone have a skill of the week this week? Uh, Wasn't actually... that the skill of the week? What? What? <laughs> I think the, the skill of the week could just be find yourself Olivia. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. I feel like it, like Olivia really needs to start contributing some skills of the week. She's been dropping the ball. Yeah. So if you could get on that, Olivia, that would be nice. Uh, I had last week's skill of the week. Really, on, I think you've had one skill of the week so far. Yes. Okay. Just sort of throwing that out there. No judgment or anything. <laughs> I, have a, I have a skill of the week that I've never tried, but I could try right now. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we Describe live for. Describe it. Is, so... Uh, so it's how to break out of duct tape if you ever get tied into duct tape. Uh, no, okay. Lick it. So I'm gonna, have just... to tie, I'm gonna have to tie myself up with duct tape and then yeah, see if I can good. get out of it. And if I can't, then I don't know what I'm gonna do. Isn't Mel uh, around? No, I'm on my own. Oh. I I like to put like duct tape on me. So yeah, can you talk about this while he ties himself up? You have a fetish. It's not a fetish. I mean, it's nothing sexual. Sounds okay. pretty sexy to me. It's the, he has like the non-sexual equivalent of a fetish. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how I would describe it. So, so I get non-sexual pleasure or like well feeling good for putting duct tape on my fingers. Not just duct tape, just like any tape, right? Yeah. But the stronger, the better, I assume. Yes, but it cannot be. It has to be sticky, but not mm. wet. To be dry. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I so like to, I like to take so duct tape, put the layers like on top of each other, and then just put it on my thumb, and just keep it there. It works. Oh no! Nice. Oh, I just like waxed my hands though. Can uh, you describe what happened? Oh, describe so. it in great detail. The feeling. Guion wants to know the feeling. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, fuck! Ah, oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mom. Um, I was just taking the. Oh, I think man, we just gross. found our pre-roll Monroe quote. um so what happens is you so you wrap the duct tape around your wrist as though you're getting tied up okay that can't be part of the skill like the skill has to like you're getting tied up by an 
a bad person. Yeah, you're getting tied up by a bad person. Um, and so you encourage them to tie you up as tightly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say, call them daddy, for example. <laughs> yeah. And then when when they've got their back turned, you throw your arms back so that you're, and you're basically trying to think of it as throwing your elbows as far behind you as possible. And okay. then if you do that powerfully enough, the duct tape just snaps off. So you're basically just pulling it apart as hard as you can ish but you're not like flapping your elbows out to the side you're and you're not focusing on pulling it apart all you're focusing on is pulling your arms back toward your elbows back to behind you as quickly Mm -hmm. as possible monroe monroe yeah so you tied yourself with a duct tape yeah what would you have done if you could not have released it I don't, I don't know. I was halfway, I was halfway through it. Like, and I'm sitting here in my boxes and I have to like go out and just start knocking on people's door in the flat being like, any chance you got some yeah. scissors in there to untie me? Yeah. You could have used your teeth, surely. Yeah, yeah you could have done something. But... That's why people have teeth. Did you know that? There was a, an ancient, uh, like there used to be two types of humans, those with and those without teeth. And then the ones with teeth realized you could just duct tape uh, oh, the yeah. non-toothed ones. Mm. And the other ones tried to do it back, and it didn't work. And that's how we have teethed humans today. Yeah, nice. Yeah, true. It's true. It is true. Need, yeah, I believe it. Uh, the, you can use the same skill, can't you? For um, if you're like zip, uh, no, what are they called? Zip zip ties. So a zip tied, I've seen one, but I'll we'll but save that like, for another week because I think I've seen a thing with a shoelace and that. Uh, oh, but there's apparently you're like for zip ties. I thought you were just supposed to take. Uh, your hands and like smash them down on your thigh basically to like oh, yeah. create you know what I mean like so you take your elbows and sort of like hmm, I don't know I don't I might this might not be true because I don't know if this works I don't have a zip tie to hand but neither do I we can, this is uh, this is my second live demonstration but I think my favorite so far has definitely still been the garlic mm-hmm. can you uh can you video this for for us uh sure yeah why not very good um yeah oh it would be cool if you were like instead of wearing just boxers you made like tape underwear for yourself you know what i mean (laughs) a little a little duct tape g-string yeah exactly that's what i was thinking yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you can get duck duck go to sponsor you and like as like a little pun sort of you know yeah i see where you're going there yeah Uh, olivia get on that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, if we don't have a fucking Main Street sponsor by next week, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be angry. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want something big. I want fucking what's it called Hamleys, the toy shop. Harrods, Hamleys. Hamleys, right? Harrods is a different thing. Yeah. Uh, nice. That was a good skill of the week. Um, yeah. I mean, are, are we done? <laughs> I think so. I yeah. think so. This this is Quite absolutely well flown by. It has. Yeah. It's been. Uh, it's been short and sweet in my mind, but I guess it's been 40-something minutes for those of you at home. Um, Gwilion, do you have any parting words yes. for our listeners? See, si. see, si. You change the world by being yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and be kind. Oh, mm. I always like that one. <laughs> um, Monroe, do you have any parting words? Uh, send us your voicemails. Absolutely. And keep them coming. Where should they send them? 
Uh, oh, yeah, that bit, that bit. Uh, send them to callingmonroe at gmail.com or send them to Ragnar, Gudjon, or I. <laughs> or me. Or me. I hate this. I hate it when people say it. Use I when it should be me because everyone thinks and I is always the correct thing to say, but it's not. <laughs> Learn your grammar, boys and girls. That's <laughs> my parting words. Learn your goddamn grammar. You're making no, no friends here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeffrey Pullum who's a, a lecturer, a professor at Edinburgh University. Mm-hmm. Uh, can he sponsor us? He, he's a professor of linguistics. Uh, he's he's my favorite linguist. Maybe mm-hmm. him and fucking, what's his name? Uh, what's the dude? Why is this not my head? Chomsky. Everyone loves Chomsky. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking, of, yeah. speaking of voicemails, we just got one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do we do? I, th- I think we, 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 we tease it till next week. Yeah. Oh, damn. Good All film. Right, uh, yeah, so stay tuned, boys and girls. Next week there will be a voicemail. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, send us your shit, like Monroe said, and uh, download one of uh, Jeffrey Pullum's grammar textbooks. You can get them for your Kindle. Um, you pay for them, obviously, to support the man. Uh, you sponsor him so that he can sponsor us. Mm. Uh also, keep on drugging. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye. If you're feeling low, in need of a bro, there's one thing that makes your heart start to glow. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe Calling Monroe I'm calling Monroe